The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is August 9th, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Today I will be going over my top undrafted players in this year's NBA draft, many of whom I feel deserve to be drafted, and if it were any other year, they probably would have. Hopefully these guys make a name for themselves in the summer league because they are talented enough to be on NBA rosters, in my opinion. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. First, we're going to start off with a name you probably have heard of, especially if you're around NBA Twitter and draft circles. His name was making the rounds everywhere. Uh, Renz Blindberg, the 6'11", 220-pound point guard slash small forward slash power forward, the do-it-all player himself from Belgium. Uh, He was considered basically off the radar until draft season began. And then his name started rapidly climbing the ranks from undrafted to late second round to mid-second round to possibly a first-round pick. So his name was all over the place. And that's because his rare size, speed, athleticism, court vision. So he was very intriguing to people. But there's only one year of film from on him. So people needed to see more, I feel. And I think no one really wanted to take the risk because he played for Belgium. And that's considered one of the worst leagues over there as far as competition. So you can easily look good in Belgium. So they need to see more. And his stats, even though he himself as a player looks like he can do it all, he only averaged nine points, three boards, and two assists per game. And if you're going to be a 6'11 point guard, Bringing the ball up court, distributing, has incredible court vision. But why are you only getting two assists per game in a lower league? So really, NBA teams needed to see more from him. But he has huge potential. Like I said, huge, incredible court vision and passing skills. His free throw shooting is not good, so that's not a good sign. But he did shoot it good from the three-point range at 37%. So like I said, teams are still up in the air, like, Most teams judge if you're a great shooter, if you can shoot free throws. So, you know, if your free throw percentage is is good, but your three-point percentage is bad, they'll trust the free throw percentage. You're not going to trust the 37% from three if they're a bad free throw shooter. It's all type of stuff that scouts and teams, uh, you know, go through. But basically, like I said, not enough film on him. He had some great workouts leading up to the draft, but I think it was a little bit too late. Uh, But he has great form, great touch. He also has a Euro step in this game, and there's really not much he can't do. He's 20 years old, so he's going to have to go back overseas. He may play in a different league because his name is out there now. So I think it'll take maybe one more year, and he can make himself possibly into the first round, depending on the league he goes to and if he continues to develop. So, Vrinj Blindberg is a name that you definitely will be hearing next year. I mean, people were calling him Europe's version of LaMelo Ball this year. So, with another year of tape, teams will feel more safe to draft him. So, he has a bright future. He was very, very sad and disappointed he didn't get drafted. But, 
he'll be all right. Uh, next up is another guy that went undrafted, and I haven't heard that he's signed anywhere. There's like no news on him anywhere, but I was really high, high on him, and that's Ruat Money Young, the 6'10", 195-pound center from Little Rock. And that you see Little Rock, hmm? That's probably why he wasn't drafted because he went to Little Rock. You know, no one knows that school as far as being a basketball school. But he averaged 12 points, 11 boards, almost a steal per game, and one and a half blocks per game. I mean, he's an excellent shot blocker, tremendous. But his offense is still a little raw. He needs to gain some weight, obviously, at 190 pounds, almost seven feet. That's not going to cut it. And But, you know, his upside is Clint Capella-like if he continues to develop. So teams must have thought he was a little too raw to take in the draft this year. But it's surprising to me that he hasn't signed with the G League or any situation like that. Uh, from all things I've heard, he's not going back to Little Rock. So I don't know if he's planning on playing overseas or waiting for the call on the G League. But Ruat Money Young is a good potential guy in my opinion. So Vince Blindberg and Ruat Money Young are two of the guys on my list that have no team right now. So, But everyone else has signed a deal so far. But... I'm very interested to see what's going on with Ruat Money Young. So up next, someone you definitely have heard of, I would assume, if you're paying any attention to Summer League, and if your team is the Lakers, that would be Mac McClung, the 6'2 point guard slash shooting guard. Uh, from He played at Georgetown for two years, then transferred to Texas Tech his last junior year. Averaged 15.5 points, three boards, two assists, and one steal per game. He's the ultimate hustle, scrappy player. He's good, eh, you could say, or average at everything. Not really great at anything yet, uh, but he's an undersized two guard that can really play the point. He's a really good scorer in college, but will it translate to the league? I think that's what most NBA teams were worried about and why he didn't get drafted. But but also his size was key at 6'2", and you're kind of more of a shooting guard. So to be 6'2", that's not going to cut it in this league for the most part, unless you're exceptional at some things. But it is ironic that he went to the Lakers because he's very similar to Alex Caruso. He will fit perfectly right in his role if this new-look Lakers team has a place for him. But he's already been showing great signs in the, in the summer league. You know, he signed to the Lakers on an Exhibit 10 contract. So he's been showing great signs of potential and in He's such a great hustle player that that alone may get him signed to a team, even if it's not the Lakers. Uh, up next, we have Brandon Rochelle, the 6'6 small forward from Tulsa. Averaged 15 points, 7 boards, 2 assists, 1.5 steal, almost 1 block per game. And he shot 31% from 3. Now, he is a senior. He was a great defender and playmaker on defense. He honestly was one of the best defenders in the class. He should be a solid guard in the league, in my opinion. Uh, just great hustle player all around, great size, but not enough offense to get drafted. So, But he will be on the net summer league team. He got that summer league in invite, so he's just going to have to show out and you know prove to, if not the nets, because the nets are loaded, <laughs> Other teams that there's a place for him in the league. Up next, we have Marcus Garrett, 
the 6'5 guard from Kansas, averaged 11 points, 4.5 boards, 3.5 assists, 1.5 steals per game, shot 35% from 3, and that's kind of like the watermark you're looking for, 35, 34-35% and up. It's like, okay, they have a shot. If you're lower than that, they're, they question your three-point shooting ability. But he has a really nice crossover, can shoot it well, good passer and finisher at the rim. He should be a good point guard, but he could play the two also. He has great hands, and he's a pickpocket on defense. He signed an Exhibit 10 contract with Miami. <clears throat> and that's basically, if you don't know what an Exhibit 10 contract is, it's essentially a training camp G League contract. It allows the player to play in training camp, but also control their rights in the G League. So... Marcus Garrett, decent shot at playing, but you know most undrafted guys are gonna have a hard road to making it to the league unless it's something about them that stands out above the rest, and that's normally your height, your shooting ability, your your background, uh, how great you were in high school, college. So it's gonna be a tough road for some of these guys, but I have some guys that I'm gonna get to at the end that I'm really excited about, and I think. Should definitely be on the team right away. But some of these guys are huge question marks whether they're going to make it or not. Like the next person I'm getting to, DJ Stewart, the 6'6 guard from Mississippi State. Had averaged 16 points per game, three boards, three assists, one and a half steals. He's a lefty, really good shooter. He's a very strategic scorer and jump shooter. Has an old school game and is a good spot up shooter. He signed with the Kings on an Exhibit 10-day contract. Not 10-day. <laughs> That's what I'm used to saying when you think of Exhibit 10. I don't know why they call it that. But he signed with the Kings on an Exhibit 10 contract. And, you know, it, the Kings are pretty crowded in that guard position. So unless they make a huge trade, it's going to be hard for Stewart to fit in with the Kings. But if he shows out in the Summer League, someone else will, you know, Keep an eye on them and want to sign them, or the Kings will have to make some type of a trade or something. But I think he's got a long way to go. Up next is Dacian Nix, the 6'4 guard from the G League Ignite. He played with Kaminga and Jalen Green and all those guys, Isaiah Todd, uh, for the G League Ignite. He's the only one that really didn't get drafted. He averaged 9 points, 5 boards, 5 assists, 1 steal. He's like an old-school throwback point guard. He's not very explosive, but he should be a serviceable point guard if he gets a chance in the league. Uh, he's a good passer with great instincts, good defender, handles the ball well. But he's really kind of like your basic point guard that, that like I said, from back in the day, that's going to pass it to you, uh, not really going to score. In the league now, you kind of are looking for a scoring point guard. So... Um, it's going to be tough for Dacian Nix, so we will see if he develops in the Summer League. But it's good that he went to the G League because, like I said, three of the four guys got drafted. Someone may give him a, a shot. He's He's been invited to the Philadelphia 76ers Summer League right now, and that's a team that could use a point guard, you know, considering what they do with Ben Simmons, so we shall see. Up next, we have EJ, EJ Onu, the 6'11 big man that's 240 pounds. From USA, he averaged 17 points, 8 boards, and 4.5 blocks per game. Yeah, I said 4.5 blocks per game. That's incredible. <laughs> He's a very intriguing big man. 
Um, his competition was not good at all, so it's hard to judge by. But most of the games, uh, most of the games he played were in the high school gyms, <laughs> so it wasn't really a crowd. It was most of the guys were a lot shorter than him, so he will be a huge project. But that could hit or miss. So a lot of guys that are huge projects like that don't get drafted, and teams have to go out on a limb and sign them. You know, as a as a big risk reward, because if it doesn't work out, you lose nothing. But if you get the chance to sign that person and they turn into a star, you have a star on a super minimum contract. So EJ Onu, he was he was making the rounds as far as he could be a second round pick, but he fell out of the league because I guess it was a little too risky. But I mean, he has the size, the height. All the stats, everything you could uh, look for in a prospect. It's just if he went went to a bigger school, had better competition around him, he would be more of a lock to have been drafted. Up next is Aaron Henry. Super huge uh, shock in my opinion that he wasn't drafted. The six six shooting guard from Michigan State, averaged fifteen points, five and a half boards, three assists per game. He's a good shooter and defender. Has sneaky speed, some nice moves. He's a good hustle player. Made the all-defensive team. I I mean, I had him ranked in the definitely in the top 60. You could probably say in the 40 range he could have been drafted. Um, but he signed with Philadelphia 76ers also on a two-way contract. He's someone that can make the team because of how great he is at defense. And, you know, prospects from Michigan State rarely fail. Um, Coach Izzo coaches them up, gets them ready for the league. So, you know, if he doesn't work out for Philly... You could look uh, for a Draymond Green or someone like that to try to get them signed up for the Warriors because they're Michigan State alums stick together. Up next, we have Justin Champagne. Excuse me if I said that wrong. Champagne is, is spelled interestingly. So he's a 6'7", small four slash power four from Pittsburgh. Averaged 18 points and 11 boards per game. He was eighth in the nation in blocks at small forward slash power forward position. He had a couple 20-point, 20-board games. 20 points, 20-rebound games. That's unheard of. You know, he's a sophomore. He needs more developing. He's a good athlete and a good scorer, but that shot is a little iffy. If he could have improved that, he definitely would have been drafted. And his defense needs to improve as well. So I believe he probably should have stayed in school another year. But the um, he signed with Toronto on a two-way contract. So that's going to be good for him. You know, he will definitely be able to develop on the Raptors. They are the perfect team for developing prospects that have great potential. And so I think you definitely should look out for Justin Champagne from Pittsburgh. Um, huge potential in my opinion. He just has to get the minutes. <clears throat> Next is McKinley Wright, huge favorite of mine. Uh, he's the six. See, the thing about him is why he didn't get drafted is because he's six foot. The six foot point guard from Colorado, average fifteen points, six boards, five assists per game. He is super fast out there on the court. Has great court vision. He has a tremendous handle and a deadly crossover. Shot thirty three percent for his career from three. I mean, in my opinion, he has the total package. The only thing negative you can say about this guy is his height was at six feet. Other than that, in my opinion, he definitely should have been drafted. I mean, you can even ignore that. I mean, I, I hate the whole 
knocking players for their height because there's nothing they can do about that. But if they can ball, they can ball. There's guys in the league that are six feet, six foot one that are flourishing. So I think he should have gotten a shot to be drafted. He went undrafted, but he signed with Minnesota on a two-way contract. So he will be okay, I believe. He went to a good spot where they need talent. And so McKinley Wright from Colorado should have a good shot in this league to make a name for himself. So, and if you don't know what a two-way contract is, uh, the two-way contract allows NBA teams to carry two extra players in addition to their 15 players on their roster. And they normally bounce back and forth from the G League to the NBA. And so, you know, I remember Devontae Graham was on a two-way contract. He kept going up and down from the Hornets till he got his shot and he never get, he never looked back. So that can happen to any of these players as well. Up next is Matthew Hurt. I definitely thought he would be drafted because he's such an incredible three point shooter and he's six foot nine. He's a six foot nine forward from Duke, averaged eighteen point six boards per game. He loves to shoot the three. Shot forty four percent from three. His shot is pure. His form is perfect. He has a nice post game too. He is a professional shooter in my opinion, and he even has a fadeaway in his game. Everything you want offensively, he has it. I mean, I do not know why he didn't get drafted unless they are looking at his defense as far as his yeah, he can shoot, but who can he guard? So that's a possibility. But I mean I'm very surprised, especially that he went to Duke and didn't get drafted. But he signs with the Rockets, and I think he will have a great chance to make it in this league because that shot is incredible. Um, next, we have Ives Pons, the 6'6 do-it-all player uh, from Tennessee. Average 9 points, 5 boards, and 2 blocks per game. That's great. And as I said, he's 6'6". Six six. Keep that in mind. He's super athletic, great shot blocker, shot the ball well at the combine, he is raw, but he has a lot of potential. He's an undersized big, so he's not a traditional small forward or shooting guard at that size of 6'6". He's more of a Draymond Green type power forward uh, where he's undersized, but can do it all. Hustle player, all that good stuff. And But he can blossom. We will just have to see. And he signed with the Memphis Grizzlies on a summer league invite. And he already has been performing very well with the Grizzlies in the summer league. So I, I think he has a great chance to make the league. If not with the Grizzlies, somewhere else. <clears throat> I, I thought he... It's kind of a shot in the dark because people hate that. If he was 6'10", he would have been drafted. But he's a 6'6", power forward slash center. And that is not typical. So teams stray away from things that are not typical. <laughs> So we will see what happens. Memphis is kind of loaded in that department, so we shall see. Up next, more traditional power forward, Moses Wright, the 6'9", power forward from Georgia Tech, averaged 17 points, 8 boards, 1.5 assists, 1.5 blocks per game, shot 41% from 3 last season, but and that was his senior season, but he was his 3-point shooting was not good in his all other 3 seasons, so... NBA teams do not believe that, unfortunately. But he has a nice jump shot, in my opinion. I think he's a solid player. I compare him to Patrick Patterson, he who had a great career in this league, you know, a long career. I think I can see Moses Wright being a safe player with a long career in this league. 
he was invited to play with the Raptors in the summer league team, and then he got invited to the Pelicans. So I don't know what's going on with that situation, but he may have a better opportunity to get minutes with the Pelicans, and he was able to switch teams. But Moses Wright is a player, and I, I think he should get a good look in this league. Up next is Joel Ayayi, the 6'5 point guard from Gonzaga. Averaged 12 points, 7 boards, 3 assists, 1 steal per game. Shot 39% from 3. That's the key with him. So I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get drafted because everyone loved him, including my, my hoop ball grizz guy, David. Loves Joel Ayayi. He would have took him in the first round for the Memphis Grizzlies. But, in my opinion, I saw a solid, you know, backup point guard. Nothing fancy. But he's a very smart point guard, which is why I think he'll be a good backup. Nothing fancy. But, we shall see. He signed with the Lakers on a two-way contract. And it's going to be hard to get minutes on the Lakers. They have Russell Westbrook. They have Kendrick Nunn. So, we shall see what happens. Maybe another team will sign him up. He may have to play in the G League for a year. Or two, but I think he's a player in this league. He just needs to work on, you know, a little bit better at getting a little bit better at everything. So I don't hate him. So he could have been drafted, but <laughs> needs a little more work. Okay, here's a guy that I really like Anthony Tark, the 6'6 guard from Coppin State, but he also played at NJIT and he also played at UTEP. That's normally not a good sign. <laughs> Three schools. But he averaged 16 points, 8 boards, 3.5 assists, 2.5 steals, and 2 blocks per game. So, I mean, that's truly a player that did it all. He was the MEAC player of the year and defensive player of the year. You do not see that every day. He shot 32% from 3. But he can post up. He can hit the step back J or 3. He can run the offense. Really good defender. He plays under control. He's a lefty with great court vision. He's just not explosive. In my opinion... He should have been drafted. Loved his tape. Loved his talent. The only knock for him is the schools he went to. Coppin State, NJIT. It, I mean, UTEP is not really a school right now people are looking at either. So, I mean, if he would have went to a regular school for those three years and put up these stats, definitely would have been drafted. Possibly a first rounder. So, he is signed by the Pistons on an Exhibit 10 contract. He should make this team, in my opinion. Great size. I mean, everything. It's, it's nothing to dislike about him. Like I said, he was the MEAC Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. Come on now. Anthony Tark. That's a name to look out for. Up next, another name to look out for. We're getting into the good ones now. Chris Smith, the 6'9 Power Forward from UCLA. His only issue is he tore his ACL. If he would not have done that, there was talk that he would have been a first-rounder in this year's draft. He averaged uh, almost 13 points per game, six boards, two assists, one steal, and a half a block per game. He can drive it to the rack, pull up and shoot the three, has a nice post-game and turnaround J. Plays like a small forward. He's a really good three-point shooter, shot 34% from three the year before he got hurt. And so it's unfortunate that he came back for that senior year, only played eight games towards ACL. But super talent, great signing by the Pistons again. They signed Tark and Chris Smith. He signed on a two-way contract. So 
I feel if you're on a two-way contract, the team believes in you more than if you're on the Exhibit 10 or obviously just getting a summer league invite. Chris Smith could easily make this team. The Pistons need help in the 6-9 range as far as he could play power forward. Uh, so, Chris Smith, check him out. Look out for him. So unfortunate. Injuries just ruin everything, I'm telling you. Ah, this league and injuries and COVID. We've got to get past all this. So, But next is one of my favorites, RJ Nimhard, the 6'5 guard from TCU. Average 16 points, four boards, four assists, one steal per game. One of my favorites, I'm telling you, I loved his tape. He has a nice floater, a, a quick twitch first step. He can finish at the rim, and it's just as good at finishing with his left hand as his right hand. Shot 33% from three, has a soft touch, he's a good passer, he has a ton of skill, and in my opinion, potential to be great. Not good, not make the team, I'm talking about great. Love his take, love this prospect, hope he gets a shot. He only got a Miami uh, Heat Summer League invite, but if they give him minutes, they're going to see what I see. I love RJ Nimhart. Um, they just got Kyle Lowry. They're under investigation for getting Kyle Lowry. <laughs> but depending on what happens with that, if they sign RJ Nimhart, look out. Up next, Austin Reeves, the 6'5 guard slash forward, five-year senior from Oklahoma. One of my favorites as well. Average 18 points, 5.5 boards, 4.5 assists, 1.5 steals per game. He is a tremendous shooter. He can do it all. Drive, crossover, get to the rack. He is always in attack mode. He breaks down the defense. He's good at the pull-up three. Scores even in traffic. Has super long range. He has the total offensive package. I even wrote this down, y'all. He has a Luka-like game. Don't kill me for that, but that's what I see watching the tape. He looked incredible. His knock probably is he's a five-year senior. If you're great, why are you in school for five years? Teams hate that. <laughs> so, but what else can you say other than that as far as his 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 a knock against him? I don't see it. Um, possibly defense, but as far as the, today's game, it's all about offense. You know, no, even if even the great defenders are not really stopping anyone in today's game. So. Austin Reeves definitely should have been drafted. He, along with a couple other players that I'm mentioning, uh, have been mentioned as players that would have been drafted, but said, I will pass on being drafted so I can choose my own destiny, create my own destiny, and sign with the team I would like to go to. So he signed with the Lakers on a two-way contract, and the Lakers have a lot of older players. If he gets to develop for a year or two, he could have a spot on this team and really flourish. I mean, I, I I really, really, really think highly of his game. And that's Austin Reeves. I wish he wouldn't have went to the Lakers because he's going to have to sit. But he definitely was draft-worthy. Up next, Kobe Ross, the 6'1 guard, point guard from Pepperdine. That's two knocks in the first sentence right there. The fact that he's 6'1 and he went to Pepperdine. But he averaged... 18 points, 4 boards, 8 assists, 1 steal per game. He is a great shooter. Has a nice step back, Jay. 
has the floater in his game. He's truly an offensive weapon. He is a smart, crafty player that shot 34% and 42% from three over his career. He has a Trey-like handle. That's Trey Young there that I'm talking about. A Trey Young-like handle, drive, and floater. And then when he's running the offense, he has a Chris Paul-like control and mid-range game. High praise. This is what I'm telling you. Kobe Ross is nice. He signed with the Warriors. Uh, he's doing the summer league with the Warriors right now. I wish he was a little bit taller. Went to a more prominent school. This guy's a baller. Teams do not trust. I'm telling you, teams hate the size, the school, and if you're not a great shooter, which he is. But I'm saying those are the three knocks. If you have two out of those three, you're probably not getting drafted, no matter how good you are, unfortunately. But Kobe Ross should have been drafted and given a shot. So he's a player that should stick in this league, in my opinion. Up next, another player I love, Dwayne Washington, the 6'3 point guard out of Ohio State. Average 16 points, three boards, three assists. Wish he got those assists up. If there's a knock, you can say that. But he shot 37% from three, has a great shot, and the confidence to shoot it from anywhere at any time. In my opinion, Dwayne Washington looks like a young Darren Williams out there. He could be great. I see greatness in his future. He signed a two-way contract with the Pacers. If he gets in there on that team with minutes, look out. Love, love, love Dwayne Washington's game. Up next, my last guy. I saved him for last. I mean, I, I love all of these last five or six guys that I've named, but David Duke, I, I had him projected in the first round in my first two mock drafts. In the third mock draft, I, I slid him to barely out of the first round. But he didn't get drafted at all. What is going on? What are these teams watching? He's a 6'5 point guard from Providence. Maybe they hate that he went to Providence. I don't know. But he averaged 17 points, 6 boards, 5 assists, and 1 steal per game. Shot close to 40% from 3. 40%. I absolutely love his all-around game. He's a great shooter and passer. I think he should absolutely flourish in today's NBA. He would immediately be an excellent backup or even a potential starter depending on where he lands. He's one of the most natural point guards in this draft. He looks like he was born to play the point guard position. I've talked to experts like Raphael Barlow, heard other you know, intel about him, and looked up everything I could find. The only knock on him is they say he is not efficient. Okay. In my opinion, I'm like, that's not... that You don't tell me that he's not efficient, and that's the reason why he didn't get drafted. That's ridiculous. He's on Providence, not a good team. He's the man. He has to do it all for the team. You're not going to be efficient in a situation like that. Put him on a team with more talent, which he will have in the NBA. See what happens there. So... If that's all you have to say, that's a knock on him. That tells you everything you need to know right there. I mean, if this day and age, Allen Iverson would not be a first-round pick, if you if that's what we're going by. Like, he was not efficient at all. So, <laughs> all those, you know, experts with analysis and, you know, numbers and stuff, they kind of ruin the game a little bit in some aspects with their analytics. Because efficiency should not be a reason you don't get drafted in this league. He is really good. Um, 
but get him with the right team, right coach, he could flourish. He could be great. I mean great. Like, I had him mocked to either Utah or Phoenix because sit behind Mike Conley. Sit with Chris Paul. Who better to learn from from experienced veterans like that to put you over the top? If you're almost there and teams think, mm, not quite, you don't need to go to a situation where it's a bunch of young guys that don't know what they're doing. Because sometimes even coaching can't fix it. But if you're with a Chris Paul or Mike Conley, you're going to make it in this league. Trust me. So that's 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 my guy, David Duke. I definitely think he should have been drafted. A lot of these guys were shockers to me. Um, if, if there was a shocker to you, if there was somebody I left out in your opinion, please let me know. But David Duke, Dwayne Washington, Kobe Ross, Austin Reeves, RJ Nimhart, Chris Smith, Anthony Tark. You know, these are my guys. They definitely should have been drafted. McKinley Wright even. Justin Champagne even. Aaron Henry even. Those are my guys, man. They should have been drafted. I mean, really, this this draft was so deep. It's very rare you have that many guys where anyone feels they should have been drafted. But that's how deep this draft was. They would have came out last year or next year. They would have been drafted. So hopefully... They land where they're supposed to, and these teams get it right. And like I said, we've seen some of these guys flourishing already in the Summer League. So keep an eye out on the guys I named. Uh, If you love the podcast, like this episode, any of that, uh, please give me a five-star review, rating, like, subscribe to the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I appreciate you all so much for listening. I will catch you next time. I'm out of here. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.